0: Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now tuned into the Cherry Picking Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. Hey everybody, thank you for downloading another episode of the Cherry Picking Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Cherry. And I want to thank you again for downloading this episode. It seems like we've had a little bit of action in regards to college football news these past few days. And so I just want to come back on the mic and give an update from my last podcast that I did. Uh, I believe it was episode 102, Decision Time. And there's an update from the ACC. Just yesterday, the ACC Board of Directors voted to proceed with an 11-game football season, which will begin the weekend of September 12th. And it'll include Notre Dame. I know there was a lot of speculation about what Notre Dame would do. Would they be left out of the the realignment plans? Since a lot of of conferences are realigning their schedules. We've seen the Big Ten a few weeks ago made the announcement that they would only do a, a conference only format. The Big 12 followed suit shortly thereafter. So there's speculation on what the ACC, the Big 12, and the SEC were going to do. Notre Dame has an arrangement with the ACC where they play a handful of games uh, on its schedule each season. And that's been in place for like the last three seasons now, I want to say. And so there was some speculation since Notre Dame is technically an independent, would they get left out of the mix? Would they get left out of the shuffle? And just looking at this logically... They already have an arrangement in place with the ACC. It would make sense that Notre Dame would play more games this season within the ACC slate, and so hats off to the ACC for accommodating its independent team member. Notre Dame is a big brand. When you think college football, Notre Dame is one of the schools that comes to my mind. They're a big deal. They still are a big deal. And so the fact that there are speculation that Notre Dame would be left out of the mix, I think was kind of silly to have that stance because Notre Dame is great for the ACC. It's a great arrangement for the ACC. And so I know folks that are close to the Big Ten probably were disappointed that Notre Dame didn't want to come to the Big Ten. I don't know if there was an offer made there, but you would think that Notre Dame and the Big Ten would would have been the likely spot for that program. But flash forward to the present or three years ago and they have this arrangement with the ACC so it looks like it's going to work out all ACC schools in Notre Dame they'll play 10 conference games plus one non-conference game of their choosing and the fighting Irish will be eligible for the ACC championship game now what's important to call out for this season in the ACC there will be no divisions for this season which is really interesting that there's not going to be an Atlantic and a coastal division this year. And the non-conference game that is played must take place in the home state of the ACC institution and all non-conference opponents must have met the medical protocol requirements as agreed upon by the ACC during the coronavirus pandemic. So all non-conference games must take place in the state of the ACC institution and the opponents must, the non-conference opponents opponents must adhere to the medical protocol that was agreed upon. So the 11 games will be played over at least 13 weeks with two built-in bye weeks and the ACC championship game will be played in Charlotte, North Carolina. That date will be on either December 12th or December 19th and it will feature two top teams with the highest conference winning percentages. So again, it's interesting to see that there will be no divisions this year, which is cool. We haven't seen something like that in several years, but it is interesting to see them go back to that format where there is no division. Everyone will play each other, and whoever has the best record in the conference will make it to the championship game, which will be played on December 12th or December 19th. So very interesting developments just in the span of a day. I'm recording this on July 30th. This news came out yesterday. And so I just wanted to share my thoughts and just break it down for you all. And so we're still waiting to see what the full schedule will look like. That'll be released at a later date. And while it will be difficult to eliminate long distance travel. And so that's why we've seen a lot of conferences adopt this type of format. They're they're trying to reduce the spread of this virus. They want to try to keep travel contained to the conference. Um, Travel will be difficult For teams such as Notre Dame to go all the way down to Florida in New York for Syracuse's case, and now Indiana, so there will be a lot of travel within the ACC region. But they're hoping that by having this format, it'll cut down on the risk of getting coronavirus. So we'll see uh, if this plan will work how they think it could, but you know only time will tell. And so there was a statement that came out from ACC Commissioner John Swalford. And he said, and I quote, Today's decision was made after months of thoughtful planning by numerous individuals throughout the conference. The board's decision presents a path if public health guidance allows to move forward with competition. Our institutions are committed to taking the necessary measures to facilitate the return in a safe and responsible manner. We recognize that we may need to be nimble and make adjustments in the future. We will be as prepared as possible should that need arise, end quote. So we'll see if this plan will actually come to fruition. Uh, the board of directors, which consisted of the ACC presidents and chancellors, met yesterday to decide what to do about this upcoming fall season with this pandemic. Really not showing any signs of weakening or slowing down. If anything, it's ramping up. It seems like Florida is the new epicenter. Texas is hot. Arizona but if we're looking specifically at the ACC, you know, Florida certainly is is of concern. We got Miami and Florida State right in the state of Florida. We've seen in the MLB the Miami Marlins that what their whole it seems like their whole team is affected with this virus. I think the total count is 14 or 16 now is what I saw recently. So Florida is still a concern. Uh, specifically in that Miami area, seems to be some some sort of a, a problem with this virus. So we'll see, speaking on July 30th, if we'll have a season on September 12th. But the ACC released their strategy and their plan for moving forward this fall if there is a season. If we take a look at Notre Dame specifically, all 15 teams will be part of the bowl process in Notre Dame. Is eligible for the ACC slot in the Orange Bowl if it's not selected as a college football playoff semifinalist. We've seen Notre Dame in recent years be pretty competitive on the on their schedule and be in a position to you know get into the playoffs, and they've been a, a team to look out for each season. So we'll see if that's the case this year. If they will have a legitimate shot of making the playoffs, and if not, they would still be eligible for the Orange Bowl if they are not selected for the playoffs all of Notre Dame's games will be broadcast by NBC and will be shared equally by all 15 institutions Notre Dame prior to this pandemic already had six ACC games on the schedule um, and that's a part of the agreement but now this year if we look at how things have kind of come into place after this pandemic we look at their schedule and I'll read it to you here Notre Dame will play Clemson at home they'll play Duke Florida State, Louisville, and Syracuse. Those are all home matchups. If we look at their their away slate this year, you got Boston College, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Pitt, and Wake Forest. And so I actually was uh, just conversing with a, a buddy of mine on Twitter last night. You can find him at Ace Football Analytics. He goes by the uh, tag at js underscore ace underscore football. Uh, My buddy Jeffrey, he's a former college football coach, NBA graduate. His passion is analyzing data, breaking down games, spotting trends, and writing about the sport of football. And he's got really great content, really great analytical content if you're into that. And um, he's a great follow on Twitter. And so yesterday I was talking to him on Twitter. He had posted Notre Dame's schedule before and after, and before the pandemic and after the pandemic. And so if we look at their schedule, and I'll pull it up here, he he put it out there yesterday. He said, assuming the season is played, which four games are more difficult for Notre Dame, the original or the new? And so the original schedule for Notre Dame included Wisconsin, Stanford, USC, Western Michigan. So with the Big Ten and the Pac-12 announcing that they would only do conference-only format, that eliminated Wisconsin and Stanford and USC from the mix. If we look at the new schedule which includes North Carolina, Boston College, Florida State, and Syracuse. At first blush, just looking at it, I thought that the original schedule would be a tougher challenge for Notre Dame. I think it would be more difficult. And part of the reason why I said that was just considering how the ACC did last year in 2019. They weren't strong. They were pretty weak. And overall, Notre Dame was a very good team. They have uh, some great talent coming back this season. So... Just looking at it from that perspective, I don't see any reason why they couldn't go three and one on that new schedule uh, of that new set of four that he had uh, showed me yesterday, which includes North Carolina, Boston College, Florida State, and Syracuse. If you look at it overall as a whole, Notre Dame's schedule for 2020 includes two teams that have winning records in the conference from 2019. So, Look at 2019, of the games that they have scheduled for this year amid the pandemic, only two of those opponents had winning records in the ACC. And those teams were Clemson and Louisville. Louisville had a great season last year. Came out of nowhere, it seemed like. But if you look at the, the remaining schedule, Duke went 3-5, and five, Florida State went 4-4, four and four, Syracuse went 2-6. and six. Now, these are games that they have the, the privilege of playing at home. Like, how do you like that? Having Clemson come to your home in South Bend, Indiana. You have Louisville come to your home. The ACC really did them some favors there. They really hooked them up. They let them come in and play more games this season. And they gave them a favorable schedule by hosting Clemson and Louisville. Certainly, Florida State will be much improved. But I still don't know that I would say that they could beat Notre Dame on the road this season amid a new head coach, a new scheme. I, I think they'll be a better team this year. They, they always recruit athletes, but I just don't feel confident in saying that Florida State will beat Notre Dame this year on the road. If you look at their away schedule, Boston College went 4-4, four and four, Georgia Tech went 2-6, and six. Jeff Collins is in his second season now. He recruited some talent last year, so they should be much improved, but I still don't see them as any sort of uh, stumbling block for Notre Dame. North Carolina 4-4, four and four. Pitt went four and four. Wake Forest went four and four in the conference, and that's just looking solely at the conference record. There are only two opponents on here that had a winning record in the ACC. So to answer Jeffrey's post from yesterday, the ACC schedule, just looking at 2019, seems to favor Notre Dame, and I, I, don't, I just I think a three and one record out of those four games that you posted yesterday I think would be the likely scenario. I think North Carolina is going to be a really competitive game. North Carolina has been making some moves since Mac Brown has been there. They they look like a legit team. They look like they, if this was a normal circumstance, could win the Coastal and could be in the ACC Championship. Hell, they could still be there this season. But I'm just saying, just looking at the schedule, I I like Notre Dame's chances. They have a very favorable favorable slate here in 2020. So the ACC did them some favor. They certainly did them some favor. And so it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. It really will. One other thing I want to call out here is that there may be a trend that we start to see emerge of players who have high draft stock consider not playing this year and just preparing for the NFL draft in the spring. Everyone is speculating that we'll have fall football. That's the path right now that we're on, that It looks as if we will have fall football in some form, potentially. Now, if this virus gets out of control, all conferences are going to have to readjust and figure out a different strategy, which could include playing spring ball. And so we've already seen uh, one high-profile player on Wednesday, yesterday, at Virginia Tech, cornerback Caleb Farley, he's potentially a first round draft pick. He announced yesterday that he was going to opt out of the season to begin preparing for the 2021 NFL draft. So that's the first big player that we've heard make that announcement that they're going to sit out this season. They're going to forego their season to go into the NFL draft, which probably makes sense. Honestly, I and mean, if you're looking at the big picture here, you're looking at you're looking at yourself as as a business. Like you are the business, you need to protect yourself amid this pandemic. You need to get yourself ready for that next challenge the the challenge with the payoff. Cuz there's no payoff in college football. I mean, you're preparing for the NFL draft. You're preparing to be an NFL player. This season is going to look a lot different than we've seen in the past amid this pandemic. So, if there's even a fall season, that's yet to be seen. It could move to spring. And just the timing of playing spring ball and then going to prepare for the NFL draft, there's no turnaround time. It's just there's no break. And there's just a higher risk of injury by going from spring football to preparing for the NFL. And I'm reading this from, from ESPN. And I quote, multiple sources said that a number of pro prospects are already considering the possibility of leaving college in order to prepare for the NFL draft. A delayed season could send them packing, and a spring season? Forget about it. One longtime agent said that players are already nervous, and there's no chance that the bulk of first round prospects would play under those conditions as long as the draft calendar remains in place as is, and that many second and third round prospects would likely follow suit. So, an end quote. So, yeah, if you're a big time prospect coming into this season, do you even risk playing this season? We've seen players sit out of the bowl games, but this is a different situation. If this season gets moved to the spring and the NFL keeps its schedule in place in terms of the NFL combine and the NFL draft, there's really no there's no break there. And you could be risking millions by playing in a spring season and then going straight to the NFL It's just a very dangerous proposition to to think of. And if you're a player like Trevor Lawrence, I mean, do you risk playing this season? He's arguably probably the top draft pick for this coming into this season. And is it worth the risk to play spring ball amid a pandemic if your ultimate goal is to go to the NFL? I don't know that it makes much sense if if it was me. If I'm Andre Cherry, you know, I'm, I'm... top pick, uh, top prospect from say NC State or say Temple, I don't know that I'm going to risk playing this year to to play in the spring football or even even fall to be honest. I mean, we, we don't know what this season is going to look like. And so it's just, uh, it's a lot of risk there and you don't know if you could be setting yourself up for injury and it's just, I don't know that I would want to risk it if I'm a big top draft pick. So we'll see if there'll be more dominoes that fall in regards to players sitting out. We have seen some players sit out due to health concerns, concerns that this pandemic could be a problem for them and their family members or people they come into contact. We've seen some players already make that decision and announcement that they aren't going to play this season. One such player is on U of I football Program. And the running back, Ravon Bonner, has determined that the risks are greater than the reward and has opted out this season due to coronavirus. I think I saw that he can still hold its eligibility. So that's good that the NCAA is going to allow these players to retain their eligibility if they decide to sit out. But I'm sure we'll see see more players uh, decide to sit out or make that decision to opt out of the season entirely to prepare for the NFL draft situation. As we move forward and as we get closer to the eventual season this fall or maybe even this spring. The Very interesting stuff kind of falling, falling into place right now in terms of college football news. We're still waiting on an announcement from the Big 12 and the SEC on what they plan to do for this upcoming season. They would be the last of the, the power five conferences to make a decision. And then I'm sure after those conferences make their announcement, we'll see the group of five make their announcements as well in terms of what they plan to do for this upcoming season. So it still, to me, doesn't feel like we're going to have football. Like I know teams are practicing and I know news is coming out in regards to the new scheduling of the season and the new structure of, of the season. But I, I just don't feel very confident. I probably put it at 20% that this actually happens. But I'm sure in the weeks to come, we'll have more news and we'll have more developments. And I would love to get back on the mic and share my thoughts and opinions with you all. So with that, I want to sign off. I want to thank you all for downloading this episode again. I appreciate it. And if you want to interact with me, you can follow me on Twitter at Cherry underscore Pickin. I would love to talk college football with you or any anything else really. And uh, hopefully... We will have football in the near future at some point, And hopefully we'll have a vaccine in the near future as well. But until then, until that time, please continue to wear your masks. Please social distance. Please wash your hands. And please love one another. With that, I'm signing out. Take care, everybody. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Have a good rest of the week. And I'll be in touch. Take care. Thank you again for tuning into my cherry picking podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my show and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website cherrypickinsports.com. And if you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at cherry underscore pickin. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickingsports@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. I sincerely thank you for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care.